This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Hey there, it's Jonas Knox. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, Car and Drivers Into Cars, a production of Car and Driver and iHeartMedia's Ruby Studio, hosted by Eddie Alterman and Tony Quiroga. Into Cars is the ultimate podcast for car lovers. Whether you're in the market for a new set of wheels or just love the sound of a V8, Car and Drivers panel of editors, test drive and review today's hottest new rides with zero filter. Car and Drivers Into Cars is brought to you by eBay Motors. All the parts you need at the prices you want guaranteed to fit your ride every time visit ebaymotors.com for more eligible items only exclusions apply listen to car and drivers into cars available wherever you get your podcasts the secret to catching prize worthy fish fishing like a local jonas Knox here with fishing booker the valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy to use online booking system visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy oh 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 o'reilly Check engine light on? Take the guesswork out of your check engine light with O'Reilly Veriscan. It's free and provides a report with solutions based on over 650 million vehicle scans verified by ASE certified master technicians. And if you need help, we can recommend a shop for you. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. You guys know that I've been talking a lot about the importance of sports coming back on this show. And in particular, I have tried to bring on as many governors, as many politicians as I can who are pushing for sports to be played, whether it's high school, whether it's college, whether it's pros. And I have been battling behind the scenes just to be upfront with you guys on behalf of college football more than I guarantee any member of the sports media ever has, right? Whether it's working the phones with governor's offices, with congressmen, with senators' offices, whatever I can do, mayor's offices, whatever I can do to make sports more likely, I am trying to do. I don't see that as a partisan political issue in any way. I am in favor of sports coming back, and I'm going to use my platform which is one of the biggest platforms that exists in all of sports today, to argue for the importance of sports coming back. I'm being straightforward and upfront and honest with you guys about it. I mean, we have the governor of Florida, the governor of Texas, the governor of Tennessee, 
uh, the president of the United States, all of them have come on this show in recent history and said, hey, it's important that we bring sports back. So I was frustrated, and I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to live in the state of Michigan when I saw Governor Gretchen uh, Whitmer of Michigan come out and say she was glad that the Big Ten had canceled and glad that high school kids were not going to be able to play sports this fall in the state of Michigan. She said she was glad. Now, I just want you to sit back and think about that for a minute. That the governor of a state would say publicly that she was glad that the Big Ten had canceled and she was glad that there were going to be no high school sports this fall. Glad. That's the exact word that she used. I'm glad that they canceled the Big Ten and I'm glad that they canceled high school sports. I got to be honest with you, Gretchen Whitmer doesn't get it. She doesn't understand why sports matter in this country. And I'm fired up about politicians like Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, who I think is being an idiot. And by the way, we have invited Gretchen Whitmer on this radio program. I would love to have her on. She's a coward. She's telling all of you out there who are Big Ten fans, I'm glad they canceled the Big Ten. I'm glad there's going to be no high school fall sports anywhere in my state. She has been fighting against your schools playing, against the University of Michigan playing, against Michigan State playing, against all of the smaller schools that are playing, and importantly, against all of the high school kids all over the state of Michigan. And Gretchen Whitmer isn't alone But I wish that she and the other Corona bros would have the stones to come on this show and actually answer questions about why they are combating the return of sports. She's a coward. And so is a local mayor here in the city I live in, Nashville, who is not allowing kids to play high school football. His name is John Cooper. He's a coward of the utmost degree alongside of Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. Now look, I went to public school K-12 through in the city of Nashville. Uh, I uh, didn't know what it was like to go to a rich private school. My family didn't have the resources to pay for me to go to a super rich private school. Nothing wrong with people who do have those resources, but... I'm going to tell you a story here, and I am blown away that something like this can happen. The state of Tennessee, where I live, is playing high school football. All over the state, they started playing on Friday. I think that's super important for so many kids out there. There's a huge number of kids who are especially young boys, but also a lot of young girls, who need the structure of athletics in school in order to keep them on a pathway to success. And I can't believe I'm having to point this out. But there are a ton of kids out there that don't have strong parental figures or strong guidance figures in their lives. A coach in high school or middle school can be the difference between success and failure in a kid's life. 
I am hearing from coaches all over the country who are reaching out to me and saying, I don't think the politicians in our state or our city understand what they are doing when they are shutting down schools and shutting down athletic programs. They are throwing away my opportunity to keep kids out of trouble and put them on a pathway to success, whether it's graduating high school, going to college, staying eligible in high school so they can go into the military, putting kids on a strong foundation for life. We're pulling kids away from the social structures that allow them to be successes. And worst of all, we are doing it for the kids who can least handle not having these opportunities. And I want to focus on my hometown of Nashville right now because I am a kid who was a public school kid from K through 12 in city of Nashville public schools. I know what coaches do. I know what teachers do. I know how important school can be to setting you on a foundation for success. I went to a school in Nashville called Martin Luther King Magnet. 7th through 12th grade. If I had not gotten to go to that school, I think there's a 0% chance, I'm going to be honest with you, a 0% chance nearly that I would have gotten a scholarship to go away to college at George Washington. I think there's a small chance that I would have been able to go to Vanderbilt Law School. That 7th grade year that I had at Martin Luther King was the toughest year of school that I ever had. I was surrounded by super smart kids, great coaches, great environment that allowed me to thrive academically, socially, and every other part of my life. And I think it has led directly to me being able to have the success in life that I had academically, scholarship to college, go to Vanderbilt Law School, one of the best law schools in the country. And eventually that's led me to talking to you this morning, one of the biggest shows in all the country in the world of sports. The reason why I have my platform today is because of my success going to Nashville Public Schools. Nashville Public Schools today are majority minority in many different schools. If you go to a private school in the city of Nashville, they are playing sports this fall. They're playing high school football. If you go to a school outside of the city of Nashville, they're all playing high school football. The decision the mayor just made in Nashville effectively tells young, poor kids, you aren't equal. You aren't allowed to play on your teams, even though kids all over the rest of the state are going to be able to do so. The kids who most need sports and the structure in their life to allow them to move on to more successful platforms in life are young inner city kids, majority minority, who lack that structure otherwise that might be going on in their life. When you are telling those kids, hey, you're not allowed to do what everybody else in the entire state is allowed to do. That is a fundamental failure of our society, and it's a fundamental failure of our leadership. The mayor of Nashville 
should be ashamed of himself. Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, should be ashamed of herself. They don't understand the degree to which sports is a conduit for many young kids to a better life. They don't understand to a large degree what coaches can mean to lives that otherwise can be moving without direction across a really challenging time for so many people in this country. They don't understand the trouble that sports can help to save young kids from becoming a part of, particularly in this time in our nation's history when there are so many opportunities beckoning in the streets for kids to misbehave. Idle hands are the devil's playthings. I might have messed that quote up a little bit, but basically what it means is the more time you have to fill, especially as a young person, the more trouble you can get in. The less time you spend in a structured environment working towards a team goal, the more time you have to spend in an unstructured environment that is ultimately going to be very disruptive to your life's trajectory. I sometimes see what goes on today in the country and I sit back and I think, how can reasonable adult minds be making these choices? How can a mayor like John Cooper in my city of Nashville not realize that he is taking away from all of these young kids, the majority of whom are minority and are already incredibly disadvantaged, the opportunity to compete on an equal playing field with other kids who are more advantaged than them? How is it that we are taking people, and I say this as a public school kid, K through 12, who sometimes and often looked at some of the private school kids that we would compete against, and the resources and the opportunities that those kids had were orders of magnitude greater than what we had. Their facilities were a lot better. The money that they had to spend on their programs were a lot better. And yet, because of the dedication and work ethic of the kids at my school and also the kids, uh, the teachers and everybody else, we were able to compete even though we weren't on an even playing field. I can't even imagine if you are a high school coach right now in one of these city schools in Nashville or in one of these state schools in Michigan, how you can even think about looking a politician in the face like Gretchen Whitmer who says, I'm glad they canceled the Big Ten. I'm glad they canceled all high school athletics. The data is straightforward and clear. These kids are not under risk from the coronavirus. I feel like I am just preaching so loudly, and no one is paying attention to the actual facts and the data out there. Guys, if you have kids in high school or college, they are more likely to die driving to school than they are from the coronavirus. They are more likely to die from the seasonal flipping flu than they are from the coronavirus. They are more likely, sadly, to commit suicide or die of alcohol poisoning or die of drug overdoses, which, by the way, are skyrocketing in this country because we've taken away the ability of so many people to go to church and to go to all of their support structures 
if they have addiction issues in this country. And we have idiot politicians like the governor of Michigan saying she's glad this is happening. And we have idiot politicians like the mayor of Nashville, John Cooper, who is not even man enough to step up and acknowledge what he is doing in taking away the opportunity of so many kids out there to play high school sports and help to provide them the stability and structure that they otherwise would not have. And I don't understand how everybody is missing what a huge and important story this is. We are stripping away a huge part of these kids' lives and a huge part of these kids' structure and a huge part of what will allow them oftentimes to have the foundation to be successful in their youthful life, but then to set the table for them to be successful in later life. That's the entire purpose of education. I preach on this show. I say the same thing to my kids, say the same thing to any other kid that I talk to out there. Use the ball. Don't let the ball use you. What do I mean by that? Sports will chew you up and spit you out. If you don't use the basketball or the football to lead yourself to a better life. Right now, we are not allowing our kids to use sports to move their life into better places. And there's no statistical data that supports shutting down schools. That's why 67,000 pediatricians have come out in favor of it. That's why the CDC has come out in favor of it. Kids need to be in school. And when they're in school, they need to be playing sports. And if you're going to insist on them sitting in front of a computer all day, by the way, a computer that tons of poor kids don't have, I'm fired up because so many people out there love to get on social media. They love to get on Facebook and talk about how important equality is. The most unequal thing going on in America right now is the idea that poor kids are getting equal educations remotely compared to rich kids. A lot of poor kids don't have functional Wi-Fi. A lot of poor kids don't have access to reliable computers. We're not only telling them, hey, you have to learn by yourself in your house which may not have Wi-Fi, and you may not have a computer, but oh, by the way, you aren't allowed, if you can get to your high school or your local school nearby, you're not allowed to play with the team anymore. One of the primary reasons that young kids often stay eligible is for the ability to play football or basketball or some other sport out there, soccer, baseball, whatever it is. Sports is often the linchpin that allows a kid to stay eligible, to continue to learn, and then when that light bulb goes off, they haven't become so difficult to reach that they can still have a successful future. I just hear so much noise right now on social media, and so much of it seems misdirected because, frankly, idiot governors like Gretchen Whitmer And idiot mayors like the mayor of Nashville, John Cooper, just don't get it. They are failing our kids. They are failing our communities. In shutting down sports, they are shutting down a lot of lives. And it's totally illogical. And it makes no sense. I'll open up phone lines, 877-996-6369. But I am super fired up about this. Because I think we are creating educational gaps that are going to last for lifetimes. Kids have not been in school since March. 
many kids are not going to be going back to school until after the first of the year. It's insanity. It's madness. It needs to stop. Look at the data. Put our kids back in school. Let our coaches coach our kids. Get sports going again. And good Lord, at least be willing to look if you're an idiot mayor like Nashville's idiot mayor and recognize that you are keeping poor minority kids from having the same athletic opportunities as every other kid who happens to have the good fortune to be able to go to a private school or to be able to go to a school outside of a city center. I say this as a kid who went K through 12 to public school my entire life. I'm trying to speak out for kids like me who otherwise might not have the voice to point out the disastrous decisions that adults are making on their behalf. You guys are imbeciles. Gretchen Whitmer, you should be ashamed. Open invite on this show, you loser. You won't come on because ultimately you are a liar and you are a shameful loser. Shutting down the Big Ten and shutting down high school athletics and saying you're glad of it, you disgust me. And the same thing is true of the mayor of Nashville. You are an imbecile. You are treating kids unequally, and you should be ashamed of your idiocy. Both of you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Come on, you know it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Don't ignore your check engine light. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today, a free diagnostic service exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Jeff Schwartz, uh, hope he's having a good start to his morning. Jeff, thanks for getting up early with us, man. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a night I woke up to the Clippers scoring 154 points. That's incredible. <laughs> I will say this: you're probably a lot like me. Obviously, uh, you tend to wake up early, and I get up every morning yes. by you know 4:30. I don't mind when some of these NBA games are complete blowouts, right? So. Uh, last night we saw the Clippers just absolutely, you know, blitzkrieg uh, the uh, the Mavs, and the night before it was the Lakers against the yep. uh, uh, against the Trailblazers. And both nights I just turned off my my te- tele- tele- uh, television. I was like, I don't mind going to sleep. I don't need to watch uh, the second half of these games. Uh, so it appears that we're going to have the Battle of L.A., which is what kind of everybody anticipated, really the moment Kawhi made the decision to join the Clippers and Paul George. I mean, everybody sort of knew that what was going to happen was going to be a battle of LA and it looks like we're headed in that direction. Um, and, uh, and, and, and by the way, I was going to ask you this. So that, that's the, the basketball setup. Um, what have you have you found out what you're supposed to talk about on your Pac-12 radio show now? Is that canceled? Like what what happened? I, I meant to ask you about this last week. Like have they get, had a call? Like what do you do about that? So we're back live, actually, um, but we're doing just there's normally two shows a day is a morning drive, afternoon drive. So we're just doing one show a day now. So we're rotating between the hosts. And I was on Monday. I'm on today. Um, I don't know. You basically talk about everything else. I mean, there's nothing to talk. You know, we interviewed some coaches. We got Kyle Whittingham on today, Utah's coach. Um, so we'll talk to him about, obviously, you know, the shutdown and what they're doing. And, I mean, you just follow the rules, right? You follow, you know, obviously the, the Big 12 had some had some uh, some COVID-positive tests yesterday, so we'll talk about that, I assume. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA. I mean, look, you can tie anything you want back to Pac-12 Conference, right? I mean, look, oh, you know, J- James Harden went to, a- went to ASU. Okay, let's talk about NBA playoffs. I mean, it's yeah. not like that difficult to find an angle. I mean, you know, if college football continues to play, you know, okay, well, Mike Leach is a Pac-12, former Pac-12 coach, and, you know, and, and you find this coach here, that guy there, that trend. Hey, JT Daniels, okay, talk about Georgia. Like, there's plenty of ways to make it work um, because they're, you know, they have a contract to have a show, and they have to, they have to You're going to show so, up and keep working, so that's good. I'm going to uh, keep so, working. Uh, question for you. We saw this story about the uh, UCLA offensive tackle who put yeah. his name into the transfer portal. He now has agreed to go to Baylor. When you were a college kid, would you have been – so when you were a senior, you were hoping to go into the NFL. You yeah. went on and had an NFL career. Uh, that's actually how we met years and years ago now. 
Would you have thought about putting your name in the transfer portal if you were at Oregon? Let's pretend you're, you know, a senior yeah. right now. It's 2020 like the kid just did from UCLA. Would that be something you would have looked at? And are you surprised that we haven't seen more Big Ten and Pac-12 players considering doing that? Yeah, I don't know what I would have done, honestly. Um, I thought about this. You know, they're allowing you to they're allowing you to keep your year of eligibility too, right? That's so, right. So, you know, if you can – I guess financially wait to go to the NFL, which I would have been fortunate enough to be in that situation. Um, I, I might have just stayed at Oregon and, and just worked out for the year, gone to school, you know, maybe got a master's degree. Cause I, I graduated uh, in three and a half years. I would have, you know, I would have been done by the time, you know, this football season was over, could have got a master's degree at Oregon and, and maybe used that to my advantage there. I, this story is really fascinating to me because we, we talked about this on, on our show um, and on my podcast as well about whether or not um, you know, kids can transfer basically now, and, right? And, and the NCAA has made it very clear they're not going to – these waivers, they're not enforcing these waivers, right? I mean, look, JT Daniels just left USC because he just wanted to leave. He got beat out for a job, and they were like, okay, yeah, go, go, you know, go to Georgia, you can play this year. So that, that whole thing is that waiver process is, is, doesn't matter anymore. But how many Pac-12 players would teams actually want, like in the SEC, right? Yeah. I, I, we use that as an example. And there's like four, and three of them aren't even going to transfer. So, yeah. like, you know, like that's the thing is like, you know, okay, Jaden Daniels, I'm sure there's a team in the SEC that would love to have him as a quarterback. But I don't see him leaving Arizona State. He doesn't have to leave this year. Keenan Slovis, I'm sure he could find a home USC's quarterback in the SEC. He's not leaving. Panay Sewell, Oregon's left tackle. He would be the best left tackle in the SEC. But no one, he's not leaving because he doesn't have to. He'd be the number one pick in the draft from that position. There's a, you know, Hamilcar Rashid is the one guy, I don't know if anyone even knows who that is. He's 15 sacks last year at Oregon State. He's really good. He could benefit from transferring. So there's not many guys, in my opinion, in the Pac-12 who really can go right now and play at an SEC school. Obviously, Baylor is a Big 12 school, not so high profile. That makes a little bit of sense. So I'm, I'm not surprised people haven't transferred because um, there's just not a lot of open spots, quite honestly. Teams are preparing for the season right now. They have guys on their roster and they're going to try to get those guys ready to play. It's, it's not like NFL free agency where, where you can just pick and choose guys as you need where, where there's holes uh, on your team. So I'm not surprised it hasn't happened more. Um, and I'm curious to see if maybe this opens up the door to this happening um, a little more frequently. But look, the season, I mean, SMU is starting, I think, September 5th. Like, I mean, we got, games. we got a game this weekend. I, I don't think I a know. lot of people have realized it's going to be the – I think you, I saw you Central tweeted. Arkansas. Yeah, Austin P against Central Arkansas. You said it's going to be the most gambled college football game in the FCS I history. Looked, I think you're right. I looked up the line. I think I think uh, someone's fair by a point. It's going to be weird to – hey, hey, wife. Um, so Saturday, I'm so, you know, Saturday night, I'm busy. Football's back. And she's like, oh, is Oregon playing? No, it's Austin P. In Central Arkansas, 9 p.m. Saturday night. I'm just going to go in the other room. I'll, I'll talk to you in the morning. Like, this one is going to be great, an amazing conversation. One of the great all-time cheers. Austin P. fans literally chant, let's go P. Uh, so, That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that is pretty great. All right, so positive news here. The NFL is going to play, right? Like, uh, yes. we are... 15 days from when your brother's team, the Kansas City Chiefs, will be playing against the Houston Texans, a little bit over two weeks from uh, from tomorrow. Uh, yep. So when you hear, and I'm blown away, and I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more attention, NFL teams, 58,000-plus tests, and nobody tests positive. How yeah. impressive is that? 
it's incredible. And, and I've said this, I think, from the beginning. I know I've said on your show as well, is that uh, I, I thought the NFL players would do a good job with this because, um, obviously, it's, it's their livelihood, right? I mean, they want to get paid, and they don't want the embarrassment of being the guy who brought COVID in the facility. Look, the NFL is a harsh place, right? And people will hold that against you. I mean, people hold little things against you. Imagine if you're the guy that went out to the club and, you know, and brought back COVID to your entire team. Uh, that would not go over very well. Plus, they're going to find you, too. I mean, they, they put that in place. But training camp is also the ideal kind of time to do a mini bubble. You're in the facility 12 hours a day. The coaches are in there ungodly amount of hours, 18 hours a day as well. There's not much time for you to actually go out into public and get yourself in a situation where you can get COVID. Also, credit the spouses, too, because most teams are sending their players home to That's right. their house every night. Um, not to a hotel like you normally would for training camp, or not away to a city. And so their spouses obviously are doing a good job of, of maintaining distance and not getting uh, COVID as well. So it's very impressive. Um, the question obviously becomes, I think they'll, they'll do a good job of this, is what happens when you kind of can go back to you know a regular schedule, you get Tuesdays off or Mondays off or Friday nights off. Um, but also, too, quite Richard Sherman brought this up a couple weeks ago. I think it's, it's a good point. I, I, I agree with him is that in a lot of NFL cities right now, you can't do anything. Yeah. Like, there's nowhere to go. I mean, I'm, I'm in Charlotte. Like, bars are not open. You can't go out anywhere and really get yourself a situation where you're in a, a large indoor gathering. Movie theaters aren't open yet. Bowling alleys aren't open yet. Malls are open, but, like, half the stores aren't even open. Like, there's nowhere to go. Um, and so if you're an NFL player, you just stay home. And so I'm, I'm very proud of them. They're doing a great job. But, yeah, September 10th, man. We're going 22% capacity uh, at, at Arrowhead. We've got some fans there, too. It should be a fun night. Are you going to go? No. Would, I, I don't, I'm not. If you <laughs> lived in Kansas City, would you be comfortable going to an NFL game? I think with the way they, they've done it, I would, actually. Um, if you look at what they have laid out, the Chiefs have kind of been the leader in this so far. They put out a comprehensive plan for how they're going to do uh, game day atmospheres. Um, they're going to have – a pause of six or less people, uh, so, and, and you know it's kind of up to you to make sure that they're your family or friends that you know that you know, um, and you're going to distance obviously. Uh, you have to wear a mask. You have to have, you know contactless payment for food. Um, and we saw they tried this this weekend. They had two thousand fans at a scrimmage, and it seemed to go uh, pretty well. So if if I trust that the team that I'm you know that I root for is putting together a plan. That makes sense. And I can go. I have no fear of just sitting by myself in the stands with kind of no one around me. I don't know why that's an issue. I don't think I'd have a problem doing that. It's obviously kind of getting through the concourse maybe or getting food or whatnot. But I would have no problem just sitting in the, in the crowd with people spaced out around me. No, I don't have any doubt at all either. I mean, I'm going to take my kids to uh, the University of Tennessee football games this fall. Uh, because I kind of like – if you have young kids, you know this. If you take a kid to a sporting event, like it. inevitably there's somebody like your size who's sitting in front of them and they can't see anything. Uh, you know, I mean, that's like one of the worst things about taking young kids is Jeff Schwartz, six foot seven, 320 pounds, is directly in front of them. You can't see anything. Uh, to me, that's like – down that happens. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you don't feel great about it either. But, like, that's one of the toughest things about taking a kid into a crowded stadium is they can't see around the adults in front of them. So you got to put them on your shoulders or lift them up or whatever else. Uh, if you don't have that to worry about, I'm kind of excited about uh, being able to get into a stadium. And I think 
these tickets are going to end up super expensive because people are going to try to buy them on secondary markets and there's not going to be very many of them. So uh, I think, you know, for 25% capacity for a big game, I think people are going to want to get in. Jeff Schwartz, uh, we will talk to you next week. Appreciate the time, my man. And uh, and, yeah, good stuff. Uh, All right, when we come back, we'll put a a bow on uh, the second hour of the program. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Come on, you know it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Don't ignore your check engine light. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today, a free diagnostic service exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be for those of you just waking up on the West Coast, playoff P finally showed up. Uh, Paul George came out, rolled through alongside of his teammates on the Clippers with uh, the Mavericks going down in uh, in just a crushing fashion. I know Chris Stapp's Porzingis didn't play, but this felt much like the destruction that we've seen the Lakers suddenly put on the Trailblazers. 
Luca legend may have to wait a year or several years to come back to the moment that he had in game four where he stepped back and drained three, scored 43 points, 17 rebounds, I think 13 assists. Uh, this series feels over. Let me bring in the crew, see if they agree. Do you agree with me that effectively we're playing out the thread? It was going to be the Clippers against the Lakers. It's still going to be the Battle of L.A., I think, to win the NBA title in the Western Conference Finals. Do you agree? Yeah, I agreed with you on this yesterday because after a team wins with a big shot like that, they normally have a letdown. I could. How good of a stat? Did you see? Yeah, I saw that, that on, on, on FS1 Live? yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So on my television show, um, I, somebody, one of our researchers, did an incredible job, and I thought it was a, an amazing stat because a lot of times, I think the natural inclination psychologically, at least among fans, and I'll put myself in this category, is to believe that when a team suffers a crushing loss on a basketball last-second shot, that the team that makes the shot tends to have uh, more success in the next game and the team that loses tends to have a hangover, right? I think psychologically that's the way we think. In the NBA now, in the last 15 games that have been played, the team that makes the last-second shot is 2-13 and 13 in the next game. And they've lost by an average of double digits now when you factor in what happened last night. And that in and of itself is a pretty fascinating uh, angle to examine. I bet a lot of people out there, that stat, that they would be 2-13. and 13. Again, the team that drains the last second shot is 2-13 and 13 in the next 15 NBA games after draining that buzzer beater. Yeah, that's crazy. And you said you went to bed at halftime, so I think you might have missed it. But NBA Twitter went nuts when Marcus Morris, it looks like, intentionally stepped on Luka's injured ankle. Oh, really? Yeah, so you're going to have to pull up the video on that and weigh in because there was a lot of back and forth people arguing. But, I mean, he had lots of – Morris had a ton of space, and he went right at. So do you think he did it on purpose? It sure looks like that. I mean, they kept playing it back and it looks like he did it on purpose. So suddenly Twitter was all about Kawhi went from this friendly Toronto Raptors team to a bunch of, you know, bad guys who were chirping. Did Luca react? I did I did like I said, I when it, it was a 25 point game at the half or 24 point game or whatever uh, it was. Really. I mean, you know Luca, it's the same way he reacted to Montrez. He took it in stride, it looked like. But there was a lot of um, chippiness in that game. The Clipper bench was loud and obnoxious and jumping up and down the whole time. There was silence on the broadcast because they had to keep, you know, with their delay, they had to take some of the cursing out. The announcers kept pointing it out like, man, do you hear what's going on 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 the court? These two teams hate each other right now. Yeah, I don't don't think there's any doubt at all that there's a lot of uh, disdain going on. So, yeah, I turned it off. Uh, like I just said with Jeff Schwartz in hour two, same thing happened with the uh, the Trailblazers against the Lakers. Uh, I got back from dinner. I turned on the game um, and uh, I watched it for a little while. It's halftime, 24-point game. And I'm like, man, you know, when that alarm goes off at 4.30, uh, there's nothing better. I was tired. I just rolled over, went straight to sleep. So I didn't see any of the second half at all. Um, and uh, evidently I missed uh, I missed that. Do you feel like uh, this thing is overdubbed or effectively headed for Lakers, Clippers, the Battle of L.A. for the Western Conference title? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, the other series in the West is getting interesting now with the Nuggets and Jazz. The Nuggets able to win last night, so 
Unfortunately, the Clippers are going to have to play the winner of that series. I think the road for the Lakers is going to be a little easier. But Marcus Morris, I mean, that was absolutely intentional. I agree with Danny G. I mean, that is on. He has the whole court. It's like a fast break opportunity. He has the whole court to step, and he just so happens to step directly on Luka's bad ankle. That was a punk move, I thought, by Marcus Morris. So, uh, and by the way, I think the last thing you'd want to do is give Luka Doncic more uh, fuel to the fire because we saw what happened last time he got fired up before the game. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe this gets him going for another big time performance in their next matchup. Yeah, I, I tend to think it's over. It seems to me that a lot of these now credit to. Uh, uh, to the uh, to the Nuggets for forcing a game six, and certainly the Oklahoma City Thunder came back from an 0-2 deficit to get to game five, which I think is tonight against the Rockets, if I'm not mistaken. And we'll see what happens in the other side of the uh, of the Western Conference there. But I think whoever wins those games are going to lose to the Lakers and to the Clippers. I don't think it really matters who uh, who those teams are that advance. I know their fans care. Uh, but I don't think it really matters. Um, and uh, and as you look forward, it seems like tonight I would expect, or this afternoon, I would expect the Magic to just get dominated because a lot of these teams, it feels like when they suddenly realize that they don't have a chance to win the conference or win the series, sorry, they don't really care about what happens in the same way that they would if they were playing in front of their home fans. There seems to be a point of pride, like, hey, we don't want to lose at home to have our season in, the fans are behind us, all those things. I think in the bubble, there's a lot more interest if you feel like you're not going to win the series and just being able to get out of the bubble, right? So I think that the uh, the Lakers and the Bucks are both, and, and, and the odds makers are telling us that, right, Dub? Both of those teams are 14-point favorites now. The Lakers are monster favorites without Damian Lillard playing. Uh, the Trailblazers feel like they're kind of playing out the thread. And I think the same thing is going on with the Magic. I would expect both of those series to be over uh, by the time we certainly do the show tomorrow. Yeah, it might be another halftime special with the Bucks and Lakers tonight. <laughs> I think like I think there's night. I think there's a very good chance uh, that uh, that when I get home, uh, I look at it. The, the Lakers are up twenty uh, over the Trailblazers, and I you know say, okay, there's no point in investing any time in the second half uh, on this one. Uh, what about you, Eddie? Did you spend all evening watching the uh, the NHL? Of course. How many NHL? What percentage of NHL playoff games do you think you've seen at least a minute of? All of them. Every single one, you think? Yeah, it, maybe <laughs> maybe at the very beginning, a couple of the early ones for the uh, the playing round because I had to sleep. Maybe a couple of those, but mo- all all the first round and all the games so far, I've seen at least a little. What bit. would you say as our resident NHL expert, the overall grade for quality of play you would give the NHL playoffs? Does it feel similar to what the normal playoffs would would uh, would would feel like? From a, I know the fans are not there, and it's obviously a different environment. But in terms of the on the ice play. Does it feel uh, like basically the same as it would in a normal Stanley Cup playoff? Well, I, I, it, it started slow, and I think that's to be expected. And then when you had multiple games being played on the same ice surface, you'd have the you know the ice conditions weren't what they would normally be. But even taking that all into consideration, 
there has been uh, a growing quality of play you know, as it's gone on. Uh, I think it's been a high level. I think it's you know at this point we, it, it seems just like playoff hockey that you would normally see. Um, so I think it's been really good. I would give it a B B plus. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, again, we've been living in this cornucopia of sporting excess for the entire month of August, where all the Major League Baseball games, all the NBA, all the NHL, pick your poison, whatever you love. And September, it feels like, is going to be even crazier because we're going to end up with scenarios where, you know, the Kentucky Derby isn't going to have any crowds present. It's kind of wild that Kentucky Derby's going on in what, like, not this weekend, but next weekend, I think, or whatever. I can't even keep up with what. what I think it, I'm right. Next it's weekend, so, right? It's so weird too, because like with no preseason football, it feels like football so far oh, away. But, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's like literally like what? Two weird, like what? Fifteen two days. If, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Fifteen days. Two weeks from tomorrow, we'll have the game between the Texans and the Chiefs. And you're right. I feel like the NFL is sneaking up on people. Yeah. And I feel like even with hard knocks. People aren't watching Hard Knocks, right? Like usually, no, nobody cares about the Chargers. Yeah, well, I, I, my <laughs> wife is going to be very upset with you. Sorry, Eddie. Don't poke the bear. <laughs> Look, I I looked at the the data. Like Hard Knocks usually has around seven hundred and fifty thousand people watching every episode. And uh, like for instance, last year we talked about Hard Knocks was our lead story every day because all the Antonio Brown stuff was going on. Doesn't that feel like ten years ago now? Yeah, oh, it does. Like, to go back in time and be like, hey, what was the lead story last year in sports at this time? It was Antonio Brown's frozen feet. Remember back when Antonio Brown played in the NFL? I mean, it feels like 10 years ago, too. Now we're talking about the Big Ten being canceled for a pandemic uh, like as like a regular story that we talk about, the Pac-12 as well. Last year, we were talking about Antonio Brown's frozen feet and the uh, and the the fact that he took a uh, hot air balloon. Remember, he took the hot air balloon to practice or whatever, yeah. and yeah. and he put, had the videos and secretly recorded phone calls, and like that was literally what we talked about every day. And now it really does feel like the Antonio Brown story happened like ten years ago. Oh yeah, I remember scrambling here to get audio clips from the, each show. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I want this part. And play. well, I mean, it was our lead, right? Yeah, it was the behind the scenes for the Raiders, who, by the way, then were playing in California as opposed to Las Vegas, which I feel like I saw you tweet about this. What what the stadium looks like? Oh, it's so feel, beautiful! Yeah, it looks nice. fantastic. And you said, uh, or somebody said, there's no more uh, like dirt <laughs> yeah. running on the infield, which is one of the great lines. Like Randy Moss didn't like to do the routes where he had to run on the dirt, um, which is pretty funny. But now they've got this incredible venue. Same thing is happening in L.A and there aren't going to be fans present for it at all. So you got the brand-new stadium in Inglewood. you got the brand-new stadium in Las Vegas uh, for both the Raiders and the Rams and the uh, and the Chargers. But the ultimate out- outcome here is last year, and obviously last year Antonio Brown, I think, brought a lot of attention, but around 750,000 people were watching every Hard Knocks episode. Now it's like 250. So only one in every three. And I think part of that is there's just a lot of actual sports going on because usually Hard Knocks is competing in August with only kind of the dog days of the Major League Baseball season. Yeah. Now they're competing with the NHL playoffs, with the NBA playoffs, with uh, Major League Baseball in a shortened season, which seems to have driven even more interest. So I think all that factors in. But I think to your point, Roberto, it's that a lot of people just aren't – like there's no appetizer to the meal. 
It's like we're and, and exactly, I know that yeah. people don't like the preseason, but the preseason football is a clear appetizer, for instance, for fantasy football drafts or whatever else. Now it's just like we're sitting down at the table all of a sudden and the meal's gonna be there and we're gonna be like, Oh wait, it's time to eat? Yeah, like football's here. And I think this is crazy. Next week, we're a week away from the college football season kicking off. And I know it's not a huge game on Thursday night, but we've got uh, I believe I'm correct in this, South Alabama traveling to Southern Miss in eight days to kick off college football. And oh, by the way, this weekend, we've got a game going on with Austin P against uh, Central Arkansas. Shout out Scotty Pippen. And so, uh, I, I, do, I mean, like that's going to suddenly emerge. People are going to flip their televisions on. They're going to be like, oh my God, we got college football. And I know even locally here where I live in Tennessee, there's high school football on television now. And the season is underway, and I feel like the argument about whether or not the season was going to happen has been so intense in all these different sports, whether it's high school, college, NFL, that the argument about whether the sport is going to happen has overshadowed the fact that, oh, by the way, yeah, the sport is going to happen, and it's happening sooner rather than later. Notwithstanding some of the idiocy that we're seeing out there, I encourage you to go download the podcast I was teeing off on Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who's saying she was glad that the uh, that the Big Ten canceled and glad that there was going to be no games in high school football. And also the idiot mayor of Nashville, where I live, this idea of shutting down sports and shutting down schools is completely unsupported by all of the data out there. And I just keep beating this drum because I think it's important for a lot of people to hear it. My seventh graders in school in person today. My kindergartners in school. My fourth graders in school. I'm living the life that the data reflects that I believe others should be as well. What we're doing now is is basically the equivalent of coming out and saying, "Hey, DeAndre Ayton was the better draft pick than Luka Doncic." If you are arguing in favor of school being closed and of sports not happening you are arguing that Sam Bowie was the better pick than Michael Jordan there's no statistical data to support your argument that it makes sense for schools to be shut down or from a sports perspective that it makes sense for kids not to be able to play sports this fall encourage you to go listen to me uh tee off I think it's fair to say I teed off in hour one about idiot politicians not looking at basic data. But if I live in Michigan right now and my governor had the audacity to come out and say she was glad the Big Ten canceled its season and she was glad that all the kids weren't going to be able to play sports this fall, I'm talking about absolute fury raining down from my perspective as a sports fan. I don't see this as partisan. I don't see this as political at all. The fact that football has in any way become connected to politics I, I had a conversation i'm gonna talk about this tomorrow on the show because i thought it was an interesting conversation i had a conversation with a buddy who is a uh, super democrat right like super liberal super democrat one of my good friends from law school and he was like hey i think this is crazy but he lives in the state of kentucky and he's like people are criticizing me when i say that we th- that i think we should be playing high school and college football and we were having the conversation. He said, I never would have believed that being a Democrat meant that I had to be against the idea of playing football. But he's like, here we are. That's where we are right now as a country. 
if your governor is a Republican, your kids are probably able to play high school football. If your governor is a Democrat, your kids are probably not able to play high school football. How in the world did football become a partisan political issue? It's absolute insanity. Governor Whitmer and people like her in Michigan, who are glad the Big Ten was canceled, should be ashamed of themselves. They are doing a failed job of leadership. Danny G, make sure we get in the official request. She's going to turn us down. But I want people like her to have to come on this show and explain why they are glad that the Big Ten's not playing and why they are glad that kids are not going to be able to play high school football all over this state. Uh, you can go read and watch her comments at OutKick if, uh, if you want to know more about that idiocy from her. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Come on, you know it. Oh, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Don't ignore your check engine light. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today, a free diagnostic service exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
headed down to the Orlando bubble now where Chris Mannix from SI has been our insider, literally on the inside in the bubble. Chris, how many, first of all, thanks for getting up with us. Second, how many more days do you have inside the bubble? Uh, I'll probably bail out sometime in the first couple of weeks, September, maybe as the second round winds down. Uh, does it feel like, how would you assess the bubble lifestyle now? Are you still in the exact same hotel room you've been in since you got out of the quarantine? Yeah, I mean, and you get into something of a rhythm down here, whether it's, you know, I, I go out to the parking lot to, to work out, you know, at certain times in the morning and, you know, you go to five hours of practices and then one or two games at night. And, you know, for someone that lived in New York for 15 years, I mean, a 300 plus square foot. Uh, hotel room is really not all that unusual, you know, compared to what you know you lived in for for most of my twenties. Uh, so let's go to the games themselves on the court. Last night, I'm assuming. That, well, first of all, how many games are you going to on a day to day basis right now? It's usually one or two a game. Uh, you know, tonight the the Rockets and the uh, and the Thunder game five uh, is a good one, and then. Uh, Maybe the Blazers, Lakers, though that is shaping up to be just formality at this point. Yeah. So, is the Western Conference, while there may be interesting conference, uh, uh, you know, playoff series going on, like you just mentioned, between the Rockets and uh, and the OKC, and certainly between the Jazz and the Nuggets, does it feel like it doesn't really matter who wins those series because we're headed for an NBA Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Clippers, or do any of the teams that are also left? still have a chance to stop that from happening yeah i mean it it does feel like we're barreling towards that matchup that we we anticipated at the start of all this uh you know lebron has has said and other lakers have talked about it that you know it's taken them a while to find a rhythm and you know the the eight seeding games were just not enough uh for them to get back what they had prior to the stoppage which was you know a team that was playing the best basketball of anybody but Really, from game two on, I mean, they have been totally locked in. I mean, these there have been you know two full games in this series that have been basically garbage time. You know, from the opening tip on, uh, and then that's a pretty impressive accomplishment, especially considering you know what they're looking at on on the other side. So they've found that chemistry. And the Clippers, I've often said that I've often said the Clippers are going to get better every single game because they came into the bubble with, like, three healthy guys, three guys who are a part of it. It took them till the, literally the start of the playoffs to have their full complement uh, in terms of their roster. So, you know, every, every game that goes by, every practice that goes by, they get an opportunity to, you know, develop more chemistry and get their guys back on the same page. And, you know, we saw last night the, probably the strongest performance by them throughout this. Who should be favored in a Lakers-Clippers series, assuming that's where we're headed? At this point, I'd probably say the Clippers, but it's not by much. Um, yeah, I say the Clippers because you know when the problem with the Blazers in this series was who was going to guard LeBron James, uh, the Clippers have an answer to that. They've got one of the best on-ball LeBron defenders in Kawhi, Paul George. Uh, you know, we saw him you know get off the snide last night and you know talk pretty talk pretty emotionally about what he kind of has gone through uh, during his time in the bubble with the kind of loneliness and. And depression that he was feeling, but you know, it seems like he's, uh, you know, after a game like that, he's picked things up. I, they're just, I think, if they get through this next round, they're going to be playing even better. And I'd probably position them as a slight favorite. And you also have to throw into the mix, as others have pointed out, you know, they don't have to deal with, you know, potentially not having home court advantage for seven games in a series with the Lakers. 
do does the NBA want this to be over faster? I've seen some storylines, and certainly we've got the second round starting pretty rapidly with the uh, with the Celtics and the Raptors. Looks like we're going to have two more first round series likely to end today with the Lakers. Uh, probably taking out the Trailblazers minus Damian Lillard. And you would expect also, given how well they've been playing the Bucks, to go ahead and eliminate uh, the Orlando Magic. Both of those 14-point favorites seems likely. Have you gotten the sense that the NBA might be trying to accelerate a little bit if they can some of these series? I mean, they'll accelerate as many series as need be because – you know they don't want teams you know sitting on the sidelines like Boston, Toronto both swept their series. They start uh, tomorrow, game two, so or game one. Uh, so I, I mean they, they don't want the Celtics and Raptors hanging out for four or five days. They want to keep the the momentum there going. But I, look, I think the NBA would prefer you know every series go seven games. I mean yeah. for no other reason than interest and TV revenue and all that goes into it. Um, it just the first round has been largely lackluster. I mean, there's been some intriguing, some intriguing, some of these series have been some great games in these series, but um, it, it really hasn't delivered at the highest of level with multiple sweeps uh, in the Eastern Conference and and really not a lot of energy outside of maybe the Clippers and the Mavericks in the West. Honestly, if Luka doesn't hit that step back three 28-footer, there's almost nothing that has been that exciting in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate because I you know you, you thought going in there'd be several good matchups even after game one when the Bucks uh, lost their their opener when the Lakers lost their opener you wondered might we have you know both those top seeds uh, you know throwing a uh, having some issues there but it it just hasn't been the case I and mean, I I think the you know it, it's certainly possible that the Jazz and the Nuggets can go down to the wire and play seven games and you know that's you know that's a really interesting series but you just don't have you don't have the, the intrigue that I think people expect you to have. There just hasn't been there hasn't been that much competitiveness in that first round. Hopefully, you get to the second. I, I think you will because I look at Boston, Toronto; those are incredibly evenly matched. Um, I think the Lakers, you know, going up against a team like the Rockets will be fascinating in that second round. It just there, there's there's a lot to look forward to, but that first round hasn't been very good. What do you hear about the health of Russell Westbrook? I mean, so obviously he's not playing tonight for Game 5 there uh, in terms of what's going to happen in the series. So if the Rockets were able to get past the uh, to get past OKC, what are you hearing about what his health would be for a potential second-round matchup? Well, it's really strange to see him sit out this long. I mean, I watch him in kind of these pregame workouts and – whatever we get to see at practices, and he's going pretty much full bore. I mean, he's only doing half-court stuff from what I've seen, but he's going pretty hard, and it just makes you wonder, I mean, how healthy does he have to be for them to let him get out there? I mean, the the party line from the Rockets is that the type of injury he has with that quad, if you send him out there too soon, the risk of re-injury at a more significant level is, uh, is, is difficult. But, I mean, you... Watch what the series has been with with Oklahoma City. I mean, they're they're neck and neck with the Thunder right now. It's clear, watching the way this team has struggled at times offensively, that Westbrook would be uh, would be incredibly useful as part of it. I mean, it's just I can't really explain it. I mean, they they haven't given any kind of definitive timetable on his return. And outside of saying, look, we don't want a re-injury, uh, they're not saying much. But Westbrook. I, I mean, say what you want about him. He's one of the most competitive players I've ever encountered. So the idea that he's 
still sitting on the bench, you know, five games into the series, uh, has got to be killing him, and it's it's really got to be uh, a major injury for him to have to be um, have to, have to be out. Do you think that he would be back? I mean, obviously he's an LA guy, um, and so I would think being able to play against an LA team, uh, both he and James Harden, if I'm not mistaken, would be you know really exciting from from their perspective in order to get that competition. Do you get the sense that he's so severely injured that they're kind of playing smoke and mirrors here and he might not be back in the postseason? Or do you think he'd be back in a, in a next round? I mean, how no, honest I, basically are the Rockets being, do you think? No, I, I think they're being – I mean, look, I, I don't know how honest any team usually is with injuries. But, I mean, I, I just go off what I can see with my own eyes, and that's Westbrook going hard in these workouts and, and looking – at least in half-court sessions that I've seen, like you know Russell Westbrook doing all the things that he does uh, during games. So I, I mean, I, I have to believe that he's going to be back at some point. But the fact that he's not playing in a series that's razor close against his former team, which you know he wants to be a part of, badly. Yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen footage of him yelling at the Thunder um, during timeouts on the sideline. I mean, you know he wants to be part of this series. Uh, the fact that he's not been able to get back in that really makes you wonder just how significant this injury is. But just see, seeing how hard he's going at practices and pregame stuff, it, it just it's impossible to believe that he won't be back at some point. Let's go back to Luka for a sec. I, it looks like the Mavs are, are likely to be eliminated. Certainly, Chris Porzingis has not been healthy. Did you think that Marcus Morris intentionally stepped on uh, Luka's ankle uh, yesterday in the second half? You know, it, it sure looked like it. Um, I know Marcus made a pretty impassioned defense of his actions afterwards said he would never do something like that. But it's just hard to, to watch that footage over and over and, and think it's not, I mean, I've known Marcus for, for a, a lot of years now. He played in Boston where I was I'm based. I, I got to know him a little bit there. Um, I like him, but it, you know, you, we, we have to stop, you know, not believing what our eyes are showing us. You know, they, he, it looked like he, moved towards Luca, stepped on his foot, and it, it looked intentional at that point. I mean, I, the, the idea of guys going after injuries is not a new one. I mean, Pat Riley did it for years. I mean, that was kind of what his, one of his MOs um, as a coach, especially with the, the Knicks and later on uh, the Heat. But, I mean, never that, never that seemingly obvious and never kind of going for an injury like an ankle. Usually you see guys bump a guy with a wrist injury or hip injury and force them to play physically when they don't want to. That just seemed it just seemed like an incredibly obvious maneuver there. So I'd like to give Marcus the benefit of the doubt, but I mean, I, I've watched that replay probably 100 times in the last uh, you know 12 hours. It, it sure looks like he, uh, he did what, what it looks like he did. Uh, we're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix on Twitter. What was the talk in the bubble after Luca's performance, the triple double? Is he going to be alongside of Giannis in your mind, one of the two best players in the NBA potentially as early as next year? Oh, I think he's if he's not there already, he's, he'll be there next year. And you know, for for the NBA, which you know badly needs a perimeter player to step up and take the reins of kind of that must-watch guy. I mean, Luca's it. I mean, he's. I mean, Giannis is a great player, but I don't think Giannis has captivated an audience uh, in the same way that you know a Kobe or a LeBron or others have, and and become kind of that ratings gold. I mean, Luca is is honestly must see TV. I mean, people are when when Luca plays, you kind of look for him on the dial. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Mavericks playing you know twenty five plus national TV games next year. 
uh, because he's exactly what the NBA needs. I mean, a, a charismatic, dynamic, uh, you know, player with flair to his game. I mean, it, usually you don't see international players take on that kind of mantle of being, you know, the face of the NBA. But I think Luca can can be that guy. He just has that that magnetism, that charisma, and and the talent backs it up. He's 21 years old, doing things like this now. Uh, he gets better every single year, and I think he's going to be in the discussion for MVP. Uh, all next season, might even win it, and and from there, who knows? And, and as the Mavericks improve, and they're going to improve, with Porzingis, you know, healthy next year, another piece maybe add to that team, and not to look too far ahead, but I mean, Dallas is going to be in position. I believe it's the summer of 2021 to have a lot of money available before Luca gets his next contract. They're going to have some financial flexibilities. They can add a big piece to that team and and make it even stronger before they have to pay Luke all the money he's going to get. So they're, they're really going to be a team to watch, and Luke is going to be, uh, I think, the face of the NBA very quickly. How much better can he get when you talk I, to I mean, guys? The, I mean, I know he's been a pro since he was 17 years old. You compare him, let's say, to Giannis, who didn't play basketball for a long time and has is, is obviously gotten infinitely better. Giannis is 25. When Luka is 25, let's say, four years from now, his game can be how much better than it is now? I mean, it can be, I think it can be a little bit better, but just more more polished. And I think where he gets better is his ability to do things that he's doing now. And what I mean by that is, you know, in the first couple of years, he has reshaped his body. Like, he was, one of the criticisms of Luka Doncic coming into the draft was that, well, he doesn't really have an NBA body. It's not, he's not strong enough to play and quick enough to play at an elite level. This is what happened with Giannis as he progressed. I mean, he was a string beam when he came to the NBA. Luka was more kind of doughy or soft. Uh, he improved his body in year two, and it, that's only going to get better as he works with, with strength coaches and, and NBA coaches in the subsequent years. So I think whether it's playing through contact or playing through the post more, we see him do a lot of that already, uh, trying to post up. Those are the areas of his game, things that he does well right now, that are only going to get better. I don't think he's going to make the kind of leap that Giannis made because Giannis was so raw early on that it took him two or three years to just you know, identify and come into his own. Luca's already there. But I think what he does now, he's only going to get better at in the years to come. Did NBA handle the bitch-ass white boy Montrez Harrell comment in your mind the correct way? I would have liked to have seen them fine, Harrell. Um, I know there was calls for a suspension, but I don't – I mean, it's just – it's just not apples to apples with you know what what Harold says to what Don, what would happen if Doncic had said otherwise. Um, I, I know, and I wrote about this. I, I asked Doc the, the next game, you know, what happened. You know, did you talk to Harold about it? And you know, I know Harold was apologetic. I know we reached out immediately to Doncic, and and we saw the video of them talking before the game. But I, I think with something like that, I mean, the NBA has willingly thrust itself into the gray area of racial sensitivity. Like they have. They, they have to own this. So if they're going to be uh, incredibly sensitive about all things race, you have to step forward and and deal with stuff like this. So I, I don't think you need to be suspended for something like that, but if they had fined him 50 grand, I think that would have been reasonable. Instead, they decided, you know, he was apologetic and that was enough. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not all that invested. I don't need to make a mountain out of a molehill, but I think that reacting which in some way would have been the way to go. Anything going to change? I know there was some talk about players sitting out surrounding the uh, additional shooting that happened in Wisconsin. 
Do you think anything is going to come of that? I don't think there'll be anybody sitting out, but I can tell you from going to three or four practices yesterday, uh, it's a different vibe inside here. It just is. I mean, the, the, the feeling of these players has sustained dramatically to the point where, you know, just so many of them, who, and look, it might have been, probably was naive for them to think that coming down here, you know, wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts and, you know, speaking to the media about subjects they care about every single day was going to have an immediate impact on 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 things like what happened happening. Uh, but you know, they, they 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 were clearly shaken by what happened and seeing it happen so so clo- so closely to when you know the stuff with George Floyd happened and other things had happened. So they're they're definitely rattled. I don't think it gets to the point though where guys. Uh, ultimately decide to sit out. They might try to do some different things, and I know players have talked to upper management about things that teams can do to continue to push the things that they care about. But uh, I don't, uh, I don't think it's going to rise to the level of sitting out. Just you know, I, I sat there and listened to Fred VanVleet, and Fred VanVleet's got like a, a tremendous perspective on this because you know his father was gunned down when he was five years old, not by police, but he was gunned down in a drug uh, situation. Uh, and he was raised. His stepfather was a police officer who raised him uh, from you know from that from a young age early on, and really shaped his life. And just to see him kind of sit there and 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 say, "What are we doing here?" Like there's just there's almost no point for us to be here. That that really uh, stuff like that really resonated with me, and I'm sure it resonated with a lot of players uh, that watched it. Thank you for the time, Chris Mannix. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy the games between now and then. You got it, Clay. That's Chris Mannix at SI. Chris Mannix, this is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies, especially when they start really moving. Huggies has more curves and outstanding active fit. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. Oh, oh. Engine light on? Take the guesswork out of your check engine light with O'Reilly Veriscan. It's free and provides a report with solutions based on over 650 million vehicle scans verified by ASE certified master technicians. And if you need help, we can recommend a shop for you. Ask for O'Reilly Veriscan today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.